You're listening to the Titties and Tacos podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network. Welcome back to another episode of Titties and Tacos. I am your host, Sparkle. And I'm Tina D. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter P. Pew, 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 pew. Really? That's from my favorite. Plaquette, 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 plaquette. (laughs) (laughs) Plaquette, plaquette. Eastside Wretchedness. Song. Both oh, we love that song. It was violent as hell, too. I hated that pew, shit. Pew, 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 placate. <laughs> this shit was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Yo. Monkey pox ain't got y'all right. They say, listen, won't no monkey stop no show, but uh, that one just sat everybody down a little bit. That's that monkey. Uh, monkey box and stupid monkey ass bitches. We got it's full of monkeys out monkey here. Ass yes, the okay. ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's the energy we got for y'all today. That's yeah, what... it's it's a lot. I'm back in prison. I am yeah, officially Paul. All these peas. Prison industrial complex is what my piece should have been for because Mark Zuckerberg and his homies got me fucked up. They pissed me off so bad, y'all, this time that I appealed this, them banning me, basically, and wrote a letter to an oversight board. Did you even know that y'all could do that? That's how bad they pissed me off. They they gave me a thirty another 30-day sentence because I said, and jokingly, men are the worst. First of all, those are facts, not an opinion. <laughs> Secondly, how fucking dare you? I seen a nigga say, he, <laughs> I don't care if pussy got pox, I'm in it. Like... What the fuck? Niggas are saying wild shit. And y'all lock me up for saying men are the worst on a comment about men being the worst. Again, I feel like. (laughs) On a post about men being the worst. That shit is crazy. Like, is there like a caring person that has decided that they hate you? Yes. Yes. They hate me. I am. um, But that's what happens. Like, my recidivism rate is high because literally (laughs) they are stalking me at this point. Like, what is she saying? They are. They looking for you to fuck up. And Um, I do, because we all fall short of the glory of God. So I'm going to always fuck up. That is literally what it says. Here's my question. Can I appeal your prison? I don't know, but you need to, like, start a movement. I am tired of this. You've been in prison, like, three times this season. Yeah. Separate times this season. Mm -hmm. And my real problem is, is if you go to Facebook jail... I have to do more social media. I'm not into it. I don't want to. Fair enough. Uh, That should not fall back on you the way it does. So I strongly uh, encourage you to submit a letter to to the, to the, uh, what they call that shit? Day of execution? To the probate board on my behalf. Something, dog. Because this is absolute bullshit. We got to take our talents on the road. We got to leave Facebook. Yeah, we are. We, we, we're we going to have to do some, go to Instagram, do some lives, something, because they got us fucked up. But anyway, let's get into these tits of the day. Sure. Let's hit it up. Go for it. Um, my tits of the day are for Shakari Richardson. Okay. And uh, hold on. I missed my cue. <laughs> There we go. There we go. It's early. Um, (laughs) I love her because she is unapologetically not just black, but herself. I feel like even if she was a Latinx, 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 Kleenex. I don't know. If she was anything else, she would be (laughs) the same bitch. 
Oh, yes, I'll give you that. And I just, I love that um, that she is young. I think, what, she's only 22. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she has been through some shit already, you know. Didn't get to go to the Olympics because test, she tested positive for marijuana. Had to sit down. Mm-hmm. They sat her down like they do the the preachers mm-hmm. that get caught cheating. And then they gave her a little right. bit of time. And then you come back into the pulpit. And then, you know, recently... Um, she didn't uh, make United States Championship. She didn't qualify. I should get out the first round, um, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And then her attempts to make the World Championships also fell flat in the 200. But I just appreciate the fact that she keeps pushing. Um, yeah. And she has some youth and some arrogance that I just genuinely like. Um, and I think... Like as a, as a character trait? Yeah. I like the fact okay. that she's bossy. I okay. like the fact that she got her long weave and her long nails and she like, bitch, we out here motherfucking yeah. seven mile. Like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love what she represents. I love that every single little girl, you know, don't look like a, a mini Oprah or Rosa Parks or even yeah. Missy Copeland, who I adore. You know, some of them look like Sha'Carri and they come from where she came from. Um, yeah. And so she gives a different of black girls the opportunity to see what they can be who they can be and what they can accomplish even in the fact that you know I made a mistake she owned her shit and she also had the boss to stand up to the fucking organization that was like but hold on y'all let these white girls over here test for all kind of shit and y'all let them run so you know that was a whole fucking thing too a different conversation but I just like the fact that she is not a she's just not afraid she has a certain boldness that comes from being in your early 20s that I miss when you know you've gone too far and learned too much and also know nothing about life you know some of that is is dimmed a little bit so I like the fact that she still has that fire homegirl can run whether she win in the races or not she'll smoke anybody listening to this fucking podcast or on it (laughs) so especially on it you know so I just I like her I like her a lot um and I wish her well so yeah tits of my tits of the day Shakari Richards. I, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I've loved everybody that we've had so far. And yeah, I definitely agree with the fact that people need to continue to see themselves in places. One, it makes the majority fucking pissed that they now have to see other things. So anytime they're upset and they have to see something else, I fucking love it. I love people who in who they are and don't diminish who what their character traits are for what's palatable. Like I love that. That's always that's always right. comforting space for me. Like people is one of my favorite things about Lizzo who is just this a person who just stands in, I'm weird, I'm goofy, I'm also big. Like all of these dynamics to who I am, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's not going to change. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to her. I'm with it. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, am I going first? Is that? I mean, it is. You want to? Sure. Okay. Let's start the ranting early on this fine morning. Why not? Why not? Um. So my pee is for pox and polio. Can we get a hard reset on Earth? Pox and polio. Both things currently a thing in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, So, like we were talking about a little bit, um, we are on the cusp. Oh, this this is now. Yeah, so we're on the cusp of new, new and improved, brand new viruses coming out just left and right like we get a new virus drop now every couple of months and i'm tired (laughs) and i'm (laughs) exhausted and so all of the same problems still exist from the last time we had a new virus drop like the same issues that were present then are present now the messaging gets just absolutely messed up and now you have to dig to find something that's real or accurate and I'm literally tired of digging like I want to put the shovel down I don't want to know I've gotten 
in the last week, at least six people asked me, hey, what do you think about what's going on with monkeypox? And I'm tired of having those conversations because now I have to go, because this was the first time, when monkeypox started, this was the first time I didn't immediately go research everything. When I heard about the polio cases in New York, this is the first time that I didn't go and like dig up where we are on it. What is the CDC saying? What is the World Health Organization saying? All of this. Because for two years I've done it. For two years I've explained it to people. And I'm just exhausted. You know how your phone will recommend things to you based on, you know, what you said and it's listening to you and whatever its algorithm is. It don't even show up in my algorithm anymore. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm tired. I haven't looked it up. The phone is tired. That's my crazy. Is, here's what's coming from Marvel this week. And I have six suggested articles about She-Hulk and Phase 5. I have nothing in there about these viruses. I, I'm, my phone's tired. I'm tired. My algorithm's tired. Everybody is exhausted. But here we are getting ready to go into another school season. We're getting ready to go back into fall and a bunch of places where people are about to go inside. The CDC most recently said, you know what? COVID is just here. The variants are not killing people like before. Everybody's been exposed. So you know what? No more social distancing. That's fine. You make your choices. We're not going to give blanket mandates. Which, I get it, I based on the actual data, based on the amount of exposure, based on access to vaccines, I understand it in theory. But this is America, mm-hmm. where people have not, the rules that you are lifting right now, nobody has been listening to for at least the last six months, if not longer, in the first place. Everybody been outside. They've been on the outside. Yep. And I just feel like I understand the real goal. Sorry, the real goal is to make it easier to do school, right? Because nobody knows the the mental impact that really all of the measures have had on school age children, and I understand that. But the start of a school year was always a high uh, transmission rate for regular colds, for regular flu for regular things because kids like to be near each other and don't know boundaries. We're on the cusp of another outbreak of a different disease that can also be spread by respiratory droplets, which is monkeypox. And we're like, you know what? It's cool, guys. So respiratory droplets. So it's not sex anymore because they were saying it's gay sex. First of all, they always say it's gay sex. That's how they start <laughs> with lit, like there's like three there's three groups that they pick from gay sex and by gay they literally mean men with men not even all the other versions of sex but they mean men with men it'll be just happening to black people or it'll just be happening to some other like random one that they'll pick that's far away and not in America. The reality of it is, is two things based on the few amounts of things that I've looked up this far. I am by no means an authority on anything. Like I told y'all, I have not looked this shit up for real. Legalese, legalese, legal. Legalese. But it can spread more ways than just because the, the direct contact is with like skin for a long period of time, which sex is skin-to-skin contact for a long period of time. All sex. Most sex. I won't say all, because there's a lot of things you can do. But most sex <laughs> is long <laughs> is long periods of time. Skin-to-skin. And that's really how that's how traditionally monkeypox is spread. It's one of the ways. Contact with active rash is contagious. Skin-to-skin contact will spread it. My thing is Sex works like that most of the time with any two forms of people. Why are we singling out gay men? But that's neither here nor there. It can also spread through surfaces, from what I'm saying, traditionally. Oh, God, here we go. Right, exactly. 
again, and <sighs> these are these are traditionally how it's spread in the areas that it's endemic in parts of um, parts of Africa, the continent, in certain countries in Africa. I don't know which one specifically, because like I said, I have not researched it. This is not a broad statement on it. Traditionally, it can spread through surfaces. If there's shed virus there, it can spread through respiratory droplets. All of this is the version of monkeypox that they've seen for years. The main thing right now is the version that's out right now is not that. It's something different. It's presenting different. People are not seeing the same amount of things. They're not able to identify because it doesn't look like how it normally looks. We are in a new thing right now. Nobody wants to talk about it. You know what helps is what helps prevent viral spread? Masking yourself. And fucking getting vaccinated. Getting vaccinated. You know what helps viral spread? Being distanced from people. Yeah, I think people just need to settle into whatever their pandemic pot is and only engage with those people who move for like the next five years. Like, just. I, I <laughs> like everybody is tired, but you know what could help with the spread of this? The same shit you've been doing. Listen, me and Mommy Moji about to put our masks back on because we don't have time for this shit. <sighs> right? And I had gotten kind of comfortable. I wasn't wearing it. Like, I was wearing it. In indoor spaces, but yeah, for the longest I was wearing that shit in outdoor spaces. Now I've kind of taken it off, you know, in a lot of outdoor spaces, and mm-hmm. usually I'm far away from people. Um, yeah. But that that shit didn't make a difference at the beginning of the shit. I was just wearing it to bed, like I'm asleep in this bitch. <laughs> if I die, I die as an asthmatic. But <laughs> like, mm-mm. right? Oh, here's the thing that I saw posted. I have not been able. No, I did. I did verify it. It is on the. But there's two monkeypox vaccines available right now. One of them was designed specifically for monkeypox, and the other one was a smallpox vaccine, right? So they, um, the CDC puts out on their website, like, if you have skin conditions like eczema, you it is recommended that you get the one that's specifically for smallpox. Mm. I mean, not for smallpox, the other one. The one that's specifically for monkeypox and not the smallpox one. Dog, y'all don't think y'all could have said that part way louder? Like, you know how many people have it? That's crazy. It's just in an article. on. Like, hey, maybe maybe do this. I'm just tired of the ridiculous and unhelpful stuff being loud as fuck and the the actual helpful shit being quiet and buried. I'm over that as a thing. Why am I searching for helpful things and getting a myriad of bullshit that I don't actually <laughs> Like, I'm over it. I would like a hard reset on Earth right now. Like, unplug it, plug it back in, blow on it, something. Everything is a mess. This has been the hottest summer everywhere and it's just gonna get hotter and everybody's just like oh man i can't believe it why we this there's no not there's nothing to not believe here yeah this is why it's wild it's a wild fucking time it's a wild time i will be in a mask maybe till the day i die i don't know yo like for real this shit is wild it is wild it's crazy that i was letting you niggas breathe on me from the beginning right first of all why didn't i always have a barrier between you and i like I don't like most people. Why are you? Why are you spitting on me? Why are you so close to me? Why was everybody so close to each other in the first? In the first fucking place. And you know, black people already don't like people being up on them like that. Like we mm-hmm. we the give me ten feet, motherfuckers. We the we gonna we gonna wave our arms around and twirl in a fucking circle so that you know you have entered our bubble, bitch. Back up. That was before a, a pandemic, bitch. That's that's slavery trauma, ho. Like, what you doing? Yeah, like, what are get we away doing? from me. And white people have no sense of space, no sense of a personal bubble. They'll be right up on you in the grocery line until you fucking turn around. Now y'all nose to nose, and you just staring at them like the damn Diddy Jeff. Like, bitch, move. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Back up off me. 
Yeah, yeah, ho. Move. Yeah, this an ancient song from our ancestors. Girl, <laughs> like, uh, gone some fucking where. And so oh, now, God. like, and it's so weird because you go into all these places and one of my new favorite post-pandemic things is like, oh, let's look at the division between mm-hmm. like people who are masked and people who are not and are working in the mm-hmm. same spaces. And now I know that y'all really don't fuck with each other for real. Like y'all just being fake polite. I, lo- yeah. I, I took my daughter to her art class yesterday and a black woman, the black art teacher in there was masked up. And the two white ladies who are also art teachers uh, were not. And they're all working, you know, working together. And I'm like, Miss mm, Kimmy don't fuck with Miss Antoinette for real. Look at that <laughs> shit. I knew this bitch was fake. I knew it. Look at y'all. Motherfucking all the way different. Bitch got on whole ass bodysuit over here. Got on hazmat. Uh, uh, and, and this hoe out here like it's goddamn uh, Bruce Springsteen. And what, what was the fucking shit before? Uh, what was the fest? Uh, the hippie fest out in California before Woodstock. Yeah, she looked like she straight out of fucking Woodstock. And oh, so I'm just laughing to myself looking at this shit like, y'all been fake this whole time. Now I know. Now I know y'all don't fuck with each other. Look at this. So I have been... It's, it's truly telling. I've been enjoying it's, it's it. Very much. What I've also been enjoying is... Where did I go? I went yesterday. I looked at my daughter like, we gonna start putting our masks on because I felt super judged. Where the fuck did I go? Oh, I was in a post office and all the elders, every single one of them came in there with their mask on. Yeah, and girl. I did not have a mask on. And I felt... I felt it. <laughs> you should have. I felt the you judgment. And I started to reach in my purse and just slowly slide it out into my face. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm out here embarrassing my grandmama. Rest in peace. Yep. Yep. <laughs> see? But see how that's in you? I don't think that's in most of them. Nah, hell like, no. Nah. They don't care. I don't, I don't get it. The Mm-mm. only thing, the only thing that the only silver lining for all of this ridiculousness as we go into the fall where we always get a surge and shit always gets yep. worse. As we go into this that we've now done twice over and anybody who knows anything about a virus knows that that's how this works. The only silver lining I can find is if we can continue to hold on these loans and maybe get a redo on the PPP. Maybe, because if I get a second chance to scam, thank you, God. (laughs) Coming after everything that belonged to me. (laughs) I got an LLC. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. I for sure got one now. Nigga, got an LLC. Give me that PPP. It's going down on everything I love, nigga. Listen, and what storehouses? That's it. That's somewhere. That sounds biblical. Some about some storehouses. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's Club, Costco, Build all them of them. Shit. Build them up. Yep. The, if you don't take away anything else from this topic, because it's a lot of doom and gloom in it, take away the fact that it's time to build up them storehouses. Yep. It's time to scam these niggas. <laughs> Rob these niggas. Okay. <laughs> My favorite scripture. Be be strategic about your pods as we go into this next round. Uh, yeah, please be strategic about your pods. Like, don't put somebody in your pods you only been fucking with, like on social media, and now y'all trying to date in real life, and it's only been like eight weeks. Don't don't do that. Don't don't put that person in your pod, and now you stuck with them. Yeah, I start arranging your apocalypse group based on skill set. That's what I think. Yes, we've talked about this. Yeah. Get get your zombie group together because it's looking real rocky. Make sure you got somebody who know how to grow food and weed. Like, Mm -hmm. that's going to be important. Both of those. Because if you think the currency ain't going to be weed. (laughs) The currency is definitely going to be weed. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck crypto. Nigga, fuck. Find somebody somebody who can literally grow money. Yep. That's what that is. That's what that is. Skills. That's my topic. <laughs> okay. That's, That's all I got. Pox and polio, y'all. Watch out. Look out there now. Oh, yeah. Polio <laughs> is happening out there for everybody that wanted to, like, not back. Like, don't fuck around and get stricken, nigga. <laughs> no. No. That, Be out here like FDR. FDR and uh, Michael Jackson, mama. Remember? Yep. Yep. That's that's 
That's the when I can one of them little that wooden that wheelchairs. Car. Don't listen. Be careful. Listen. <laughs> if you were on the anti-vaccine team, now might be a good time to get shot up in a good way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Y'all got. I got two arms and two legs. You know, I'll just start going like like every six months. What you got? Give it to me. Thank you. Appreciate it. And go on about my day. <laughs> yeah. You be careful for for Eleanor be running the country. <laughs> okay. Those are history jokes for you nerds out I there. <laughs> I enjoyed um <sighs> yeah. okay. what's your P for, dear? My P is for please put me out my fucking misery if these motherfuckers next door don't stop cutting their goddamn grass. I swear to God, this episode okay. is going to piss me off. I don't know what this shit going to sound like. We have had every audio issue in the world today. Just trying to record this one raggedy ass episode. One raggedy Motherfuckers episode. downstairs mixing music, putting motherfucking bars on there from niggas that's 52 and should have quit trying to be a fucking Detroit rapper 20 fucking years ago. Now somebody that out there breeding pit bulls, they motherfucking bar 17 goddamn pit bulls on Clements right now oh if you want a pit bull. And then you got some motherfucker who didn't uh, pull the damn cord and start up his lawnmower for his teaspoon of grass that he ain't cut all fucking summer. I'm sick of this shit. I hate the fucking west side of Detroit. <laughs> okay? That ain't got shit to do with my topic, but I'm sitting here trying to be cool. Listen to my wife. She done pushed through her audio issues. And you mean to tell me the west side is giving me something else to deal with today? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. Um. Oh, I thought that was a rat. It was the, it was the cord. I was about to flip the fuck out and pull the plug on this whole fucking show. Whew. All right. Um. My P is actually. You know what? Good fucking segue. My P is for projects. <laughs> Because that's where the fuck I am right now, recording this fucking episode in the motherfucking projects. I am in the ghetto of Detroit. Detroit. This shit is some bull. I hate the west side of Detroit. Okay. And Tina D is a whole ass west sider. I'm an east sider. That is a real, that's a real, a real lifelong beef. But today, I absolutely fucking just generally, just genuinely hate the West Side from the bottom of my heart. Um, is that an ambulance? Can y'all hear the police I mean, sirens? <laughs> that is not a sound effect. That is the West Side of Detroit. <laughs> anyway. Hopefully they can't hear it. I don't know. I don't. I listen. If y'all are still here. This thank you. <laughs> this is hilarious regardless. Because either they can hear it. And it's ridiculous. The, oh my God! Is that a fucking phone. helicopter? Uh, what? Is all police cars and a helicopter? You know what? Y'all be blessed. <laughs> I'm about to go home. <laughs> I'm not about to get murdered on the west side of Detroit trying to record an episode for three people. We could have just had a conference call and done this shit. <laughs> Next time, y'all just call in. Okay, we'll do this shit on the phone. Uh, we can do it like a prayer line. <laughs> Anyway, back to my P. My P is for projects. On everything I love, I swear to God, it's more ambulances than police sirens. It's like 20 new ones. I don't know I what is know, happening. Because I can't hear it. I want you to know if you are falling apart, you're having a full breakdown, <laughs> like a psychiatric Because nobody can hear anything. <laughs> Oh my God! It's like as soon as I move on, here come fifty new ambulances. Something is probably low key going down. I'm really, I'm really low key trying to see like, do I need to dip up out this bitch? Do I need to skate? Because what the fuck? All right. Projects: colon Sparkles' (laughs) first hood experience. Okay. But not her last, y'all. Not her. Clearly, this is this was, it was not my last because I'm here today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had to be about maybe 21, 22. And um, actually, might be maybe 2021. 20, and I am from um, I'm from the east side of Detroit, but I'm from an area where it borders on a Detroit suburb and an uh, affluent suburb gross point 
And so I went to Gross Point Private Schools. Grew up with one of them like church black mamas where you couldn't listen to the radio because there was sin on there. And um, who also don't care now. Who also That's don't care what now. I love about that. Yeah. And not yours, not mine. No. Nope, give a damn. No. Nope. And so I grew up in a very um, traditional, traditionally Christian household where there were a lot of fucking rules. And so I uh, I didn't date drug dealers. I didn't. I was very afraid, honestly, of people who could not read. Um, and that was my <laughs> that was my viewpoint on people who lived on the project. I'm so sorry. People who lived in the project. I just felt like y'all had low literacy rates. And I stayed away from people who use their finger to read. And, um, yeah. And so I had a lot of a misguided <laughs> perspective on, you know, niggas who, who, who grew up, you know, in, in those types of places. Um, now, my older sister was a whole lot. She's my half sister, but she's my sister. And we are very much alike and also very just just staggeringly different in certain areas. So while I was afraid of all of the drug dealers, she f- like fled to all of the drug dealers. She was like, oh, flash and money. Yes. And she's gorgeous. So they really were flocking to her. It was really the other way around. And so I benefited from some of that. You know, I just was like, oh, you give it out hundreds? Sure. But I just want to know parts because I'm like, I will be the bitch that they pull over. And there is like a speck of heroin in this bitch. And now I am 12 and a half going to a full male prison. So I just, yeah, I was deathly afraid. You say none of that is correct. None of that is correct. Also, I was always I was always afraid that, you know, I would have a panic attack when a nigga asked me to, like, put that shit in some little baggies because I don't math well. And I don't want to get my ass whooped because I fucked up your drug weights. Now, those things <laughs> are accurate. <laughs> no lies. There. So I'm like, bitch, I don't know what a gram is. <laughs> I'm going to stay over here with the boys who don't have cars and still ride bicycles. That was that was me. So. When I turned about 2021, um, I moved out and I got my own apartment and I got my first like little, you know, kind of kind of real job. Not so much. It was a valet job, but it was just with a bunch of grown folks who had this as their real job. So that was where I worked. And that was my first immersive experience into like real black people. So, outside of high school, well, yeah, no, 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 hold on, hold on, because I'm going to say this before you say what you're going to say. Outside of high school, because I went to private school and then I went to a public high school, and that was my actual, like, shocking experience of, oh, my God, like, black teenagers were a whole lot different than the white teenagers I had been kicking it with. (laughs) So, that was a a shocking experience, Um, but added on top of that, and, and so really after that, I thought, like, oh, okay. I'm black. I'm blackity black. I found a lot of my blackness. I kind of left Austin's Creek and Felicity alone. I carried the Gilmore Girls with me to this day because fuck y'all. Um, but that was where I got, you know, I kind of began to settle into my blackness. But 2021 is really when the shit got wild when I started working valet with these grown black niggas who are from the projects. Go ahead, babe. What was you about to say? No, I was just going to ask how... How, what is the actual age we're we're dealing with here when you finally uh stepped into so twenty so 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 game. twenty okay. because going to cast definitely had me like oh I like being black I don't feel like I have to be this black white girl but I still kind of held on to some of that because it was such a large high school where you kind of were just who you were, all of the different parts of you. You know what I mean? So I just found girls who were a little bit more like me. When I started working this job, I started working with the niggas who I felt like read with their finger. And the problem is there are a lot of fine ass illiterate niggas in this city. I was about to say that's a weird bar to hold because... <laughs> and don't you don't always know if a nigga can read or not upon first glance. So you fuck around and like him first before you listen to him read a paragraph. We should really be starting the other way around. So 
when I was so I, I worked with a bunch of women, um, but the job that I worked, I only worked. It was just uh, two people in this particular position. So we would stand basically out in, you know, a port and the people, the the people, would, customers would pull up into this port and the valet drivers. We would write the tickets. The valet drivers would come and get the cars and, and take them down. So because I'm one of the consistent people that work up in this port, I end up seeing everybody who works in this job. So it's a lot of fine ass men that work in this job. So what I didn't know being the new woman that starts there is that they placed a bet who could get her first. And I'm so sad because apparently I only went for like 50 bucks. Oh no. And that's not great, but mm, okay. So I mean, how much were they really making it? I you know like, like you I don't know, like $9 an hour right, plus tips <laughs> against what money they actually <laughs> Okay, that that that's made that makes me feel a little bit better. So here we are, um, working this job, and one of the guys that come up there all the time, he and I start talking, and we start talking, talking, and we really like each other. Um, mm-hmm. And he told me after he fucked around and liked me by accident, like mm-hmm. I was just trying to win a bet. <laughs> wow! But you dope as fuck. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, well, that's cool. I'm like, well, guess what? I got a confession too, bitch. This is Usher Confessions time. I got a man. Now what? <laughs> wow. So I had a boyfriend. He had just started talking to somebody. Um, and we didn't care because we were young. And we liked each other. And mm-hmm. so I started hanging out with him. And I started hanging out in dangerous areas. I really feel like this is like Helen Baylor's testimony when she fell in love with a drug dealer and God had to save him so they could be married. But this ain't that because I don't think he got saved. But anyway, so I go into these areas. I don't have no weapons or nothing. I'm just green, green as grass. And so I'm going over there and he take me, he taking me to the projects and shit. And I'm looking around. I'm yelling out shit like, is that a drug deal? And he like, if you don't shut the fuck up. Oh my god! And he like, well, I mean, because it it was, and I'd never seen one in person. So, but why would you say that? Well, because it was fascinating, and I'm just like, no, girl, (laughs) you gotta have the fascination on the inside. I know, and that's what I learned. (laughs) So, he like, babe, you gotta you you gotta be cool, and I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) So he like, gotta shut the fuck up. I'm like, oh, okay. So as I started hanging out with him. The one thing that happened is I felt seen. I felt seen. I felt accepted. I finally felt like I fit in because these were some of the kindest, smartest, um, most generous people I had ever fucking met from it was you know it's one thing to know like black folks will give you the shirt off their back I think as a people we are just those people when you're in a press population you and you you know what that feels like and so mm-hmm. there's a genuine desire to not have anybody else experience that and so you give what you can give um but to be on the receiving end because I'm that person now but to be on the receiving end at that time was monumental to me because here I am pretty much a broke college student thinking I, you know, know everything about everything and haven't experienced shit. And and now I know it for 36 in a few weeks. I know I know nothing. I know nothing about life. Everything is new every day. And, you know, then I'm like, oh, you know, you come over there, you hungry. Somebody, mama, grandmama got the door open and they, you know, they they giving out food. They they frying chicken. You know, you want some chicken, they making you a plate. And you're talking about people who don't really have a whole lot. Mm. And so not only did I experience a generosity that I had not previously experienced, but this same group of people, you and I got 17 degrees between the two of us. You and I have not been half the places these motherfuckers have been. You talking about niggas who have traveled the world. I'm talking Amsterdam, Iceland, Greece. They are they are world travelers. okay? And a lot of them didn't even have cars. (laughs) Okay. motherfuckers had no transportation right and you end up in a circle you end up in a circle talking to them and they're talking about black history they're talking about um 
you know, civil rights. They're talking about humanity. And it was some of the deepest, most profound conversations I'd ever had. So I went from thinking this group of people with their low literacy rates and their paper plates, um, <laughs> like they know nothing. I know everything to what the fuck? I want to go there. You know what I mean? Like, how did, well, 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 hold on. Let me look up this word. What'd you say? What, how you spell that? Like, it, right. it was, it was a, it, it was an eye opener for me that I completely fucking needed because mm-hmm. hanging with them changed my life um, mm-hmm. for, for the better. I made some friends. They are hilarious. I have these same friends to this day. Um, I was very much, I ended up like super loving the guy that I was dating at that time. And <laughs> we had a very tumultuous relationship leading up to a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so you're talking about 20 years? <laughs> Damn near. And um, and also Tina D's husband came because of this group of people that I met this at this time. Yeah. And so it's it's true. just amazing how like full circle moments are and how you go into a situation thinking, you know, you know everything about it and realizing you know absolutely fucking nothing. Um yeah. my most favorite person out of this group is uh Nori. And Nori, Tina D and I have basically deemed an apparition. He is the type of guy where not only is he well-traveled, well-read from the projects, but he knows Mm. every single, like, bar, restaurant, place, thing, and fits in with any culture um, throughout the fucking city of Detroit and abroad. He he is the one who has been to Iceland and, like, legit went by himself and made fucking friends over there while he was there. Um, but he also, you'll talk to him and three minutes into the conversation, he'll just disappear. Like, literally disappear. You won't know where he went. And then somehow you'll get an invite to a rave at a synagogue and then you'll go because the apparition told you to and then he'll pop up there. Um, That's a true story. I was there for that. (laughs) Um, It was a wonderful time. (laughs) Tina D and I were hanging out in in the freedoms and we, you know he was like yo let's i know a, a rave a party going on right now at a synagogue mind you when he said this it was two o'clock in the morning yes it was. and we're like wait what and he's like yeah let's go and so we just follow like because what that's you just followed him and <laughs> maybe not the smartest thing in the world but he just has he, he has a sense in the spirit of adventure where you just it, you're, it just draws you in you can't not go it really does and so we just followed and we went into this synagogue and it was a rave and it was people dancing and drinking beer on the first floor and the mm-hmm. second floor there was an actual service going on because I went up there and they were doing yeah. some things and reciting some things and then you go back down and there's this doom 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 and liquor and people dancing with cups and spilling them as they're dancing and it's four o'clock in the morning and these are the wonderful people that I have chosen to hang out with (laughs) so they are just and they're the the type of guys you you can literally just call like when anything happens I was dating one guy and I made friends with all of his friends and it became a Mm -hmm. community um, effort to just keep me alive through various stages of my life and so I appreciate them very very much (laughs) yeah but yeah it definitely um changed it changed my life I, I felt like wow I actually belong here like these are my people these people are smart these people are beautiful these people are giving you know these people are hilarious these people know how to fucking hustle <laughs> so it was a lot of shit that came out of that just being able to watch you know watch yeah. and it taught me when it taught me to be quiet really and 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 just observe and I, and mm. allow that observation to um to shape you know, who I became, parts of who I became. So that is my first hood experience. <laughs> the projects. At 20. That's At 20, yeah. And and then I got sad when we kind of aged out of it and I would just ride over there and now it's new, new 20-year-olds. And oh, now you unk and auntie. Yeah, and it's like, damn, shit has changed. Like, it is not the same anymore. And I was talking to the guy that I dated at the time. He was like, it's wild because he like, don't none of us live over there no more. He like, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Obviously, we, you know, we made it out the projects. He like, but it's also like, damn, when you want to go home, that's home, but home has changed. So yeah. I think yeah. there there's a, a certain level of empty, emptiness too that um that unfortunately comes with that. Yeah, because one thing I'll say about about that group in particular, I have never met a group of 
guys that were more loyal to each other. Yes. And like, and more family than, I mean, they're the most family group of niggas I know. Right. Like, yeah. Period. Yeah. 100%. They're, they're always a good time. Uh, and when we say loyal, I mean loyal. Come back for Q so I can talk about that loyalty. <laughs> To each other. <laughs> yeah, they're loyal to each other. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Yeah, come back but... to Q. Come back to Q. I'll tell y'all that story. <laughs> loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Anyway, let's let's end with the positive note of black. <laughs> yes. I mean, no, even that was positive. That was that was on me. That was on them. I ain't got nothing bad to say about them. They listen, they still shining bright. So and I like the fact, too, that they have left the hood. Most of them have. And they still, like, be trying to, like, have interventions for each other and shit. Like, nigga, yeah. six of us made it out. What the fuck you doing? Like, let's... <laughs> like, I didn't even know. His nigga told me recently they all came together to raise money to send one of their niggas to a different state to get this nigga a job. Oh, wow. Yep. That's so dope. And I thought that was so cute. And they didn't appreciate me calling it cute. But I thought it was so cute that they did that. I'm like, look at y'all, aunties. That's adorable. That's amazing. All right. Oh, and hold on. And one last thing about them, because now everything is coming back to me. Also... Mm -hmm. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all, this this blew my mind even even now, even present day. Um, one of them had a son who graduated from um the best high school in Detroit. And he was the valedictorian and a Gates Millennium Scholarship scholar. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. And sadly, it's the one I despise the most. So mm, shout out to enough. his son, but fuck you. Um, yeah, he was the worst enough. of the projects. He was the projects that I thought the projects were, but he was definitely the minority. Uh, I know exactly who that is. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So wow. blow me. But anyway, God bless everyone else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, life hacks. <laughs> yes, let's do life hacks. You want to go first or you want me to go first? No, I'll go first because mine is, it's a gym, y'all, but I'll say this. I found it. Is it real I, love? Not my husband, which is, is it helpful? About its validity. Hold on, let me find it so I can read it verbatim. Here we go. Um, This is the life hack. Start every phone call with my phone is about to die. That way, you can hang up on them whenever you want to. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, my toxic trait is just hanging up on people when I'm done with the conversation. Like, when I don't want to hear them talk anymore, I will just hang up the phone. Um, That is beautiful. I might start doing that because they're, that way my hang-ups are a little more respectful. Like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Look at my that. phone about to die, my... <laughs> <sighs> Um, hang up on my mama. Know, that's never gonna work. I'm gonna uh, hang up on my mama. She don't be want shit. <laughs> and then never answer your call. Nope. And that's what be pissing me off. Like, at what age I gotta get to for you to answer my motherfucking call the first time I call you? That's do you do you know where your phone is? Let's start there. No, because you no, don't even know where your phone is at. No, she does not, ma'am. But no, I love that. My phone about to die. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell your ass that when you call me. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all there is. Great life hack. Okay. Well, mine is of the same variety. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's a rough week for y'all. <laughs> Sorry. So, my sister posted this. So I'm going to just read the me. She, re she uh, shared this. It was somebody else's original post. But it says, parents. You need to make surprise visits to your child's school. Walk all over the campus and see how long it takes for someone to stop you and question you. See how many doors are unlocked. So because children have already gone back to school and are continuing to go back to school in the next few weeks to keep our babies safe, I thought that was a good one. Pop up and see if it's easy to get into the school because then we got a problem. 
pop up and walk around and see how long it takes before someone says, you know, can I help you with something? Because if, you know, if it takes a while, then we have a problem. I need security at every single one of these schools to be max. Um, and while I'm on it, man, pray over your child's school. Pray over children, even if you ain't got no children. Pray over everybody's school. You pass school, pray over that school. Um, mm-hmm. Pray for these babies that they're safe. They have a safe school year. We don't want to see any more gun violence, any type of violence. Um, mm-hmm. But we want them to be safe. So, yeah, uh, definitely check the security measures of your child's, your child's school. Your niece, your nephew, your grandchild, yeah, your child, you know, whatever, somebody's child. See if you can get into that bitch without it, without issue, because then that creates an issue. Yep. And that is my life hack. That's a good one. That is a wonderful, wonderful life hack. That was not, that was actually a solid one. Mine, you know. No, yours was equally solid. (laughs) And I will be applying it like I did your spaghetti hack from season one, which is by far still my favorite. And if y'all don't know what that is, I should tell you, but go back to season one. <laughs> Good luck. Oof. You talk about it, Ty. Yeah, don't. Listen. Never mind. Don't you do want to listen to different people? Go back to <laughs> To different people. Yeah. We are not the same. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Y'all, we made it. Niggas, we made it. This episode. Of course, Tina D's voice, her audio goes out right at the fucking end. You want to run that back? What? (laughs) Hey, y'all, listen. This (laughs) shitty-ass episode has been brought to you by the letter P and our audio technicality. Yeah, for real. Technical difficulties. All of those things have happened here today. Um... If you would like to listen to other episodes, I suggest you find them <laughs> like you found this one on all the streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. While you're on iTunes or Spotify, you can rate us. This is what you can rate us. Five stars. That's it. I understand this might not have been a five-star episode. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Just don't rate this. Rate the other one. Yeah, the other ones are five star because that's all we accepting over here. We don't we don't accept shit else. Everything else you can one hundred percent keep that shit. Keep it. We don't want it. Um, like, comment, subscribe on uh, subscribe on all the platforms. You can like us on all the things. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. I make reels there occasionally. You can like those. You can share those. Um, apparently, I make shit on Facebook, too, because one of us is in Facebook <laughs> fucking jail. So, feel free to come and holler at just me, apparently, on both platforms. Um, it's Titties and Tacos on Facebook, and it's Tits and Tots on uh, Instagram. I don't know if y'all can hear her. It's Titties and Tacos on Facebook and Tits and Tots. Tits and T-I-T-S-N-T-A-C-S on Instagram. Yes, all of that. And until next motherfucking week. Where I hope we don't have the same fucking problems. But, you know, Detroit is Detroit in this bitch. So we probably will. But come back anyway because it's a good fucking time. Until then, eat some tacos, rub some titties, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.